Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the End Time Tribune, covering breaking news and current events as it pertains to Bible prophecy. In effect, chronicling the coming of Christ the King. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program. We are your host, Joe Musidla and Matthew Miller. It's good to be with you today. Boy, we've stumbled across pretty interesting uh, overt impregnation of the entertainment industry with uh, one particular verse, Jeremiah eleven eleven. Let's get Joe in the saddle and get his take on this. Joe, uh, Give us an update on how you're doing and uh, an update on, of course, uh, your ministry, uh, A Cup with Joe, and uh, let us know what's been going on, uh, what's been happening, and your uh, thoughts. Oh, goodness. Uh, Lots have been going on. Um, Been very, very busy with uh, local church that I attend. Um, We've actually, I don't even know how, I don't even know how to put it. Exactly, but uh, I will just say this: uh, growing greatly in uh, size, uh, and so we're we're uh, found another uh, old building and, and been renovating that for uh, well a, a branch off, if you will, and so just uh, a lot of work there. Uh, personally, um, still battling with some some medical stuff and then um job wise has kept me extremely busy very very long hours there so but uh still trying to you know uh i guess my main focus is, is still the same as is being in service to to others to the the very best of my ability and uh and, and just uh well yeah just that um as far as uh, a cup of Joe, um, yeah, I need to get back in the saddle. I've, uh, I, I've, I do have some things rolling around in my head that uh, I need to get out and talk about, and uh, so I will be doing that. Um, as far as this article, I didn't know anything about it until you contacted me today on it, and so I, I had not paid – I really don't pay attention to the – to a lot of the movies coming up, but uh, this one is quite interesting that uh, I guess in this particular film, uh, they reference Jeremiah 11, 11, uh, I guess several times throughout the flick and it is uh, made mainstream news in uh, Esquire magazine, which is pretty huge. Um, and, and, and it's got, uh, I guess it's got everyone talking right now. So, well, I guess that means we probably should talk about it, since how we're supposed to represent the kingdom of heaven, correct? That, that probably means we should jump in there and Amen. brush down the horses <laughs> by the Lord our God and get the saddles oiled up. It's time to ride. Uh, boy, uh, just seeing Jeremiah 11, 11 uh <laughs> blows my mind because, oh, I, I have quite a lot of very old thoughts on that particular verse, but uh, you know, why don't you uh, 
give us this this article from Esquire. Give us the headline. Uh, I don't know. Perhaps it doesn't even mention that it's a scripture reference at all. I don't know, but uh, give us some commentary from it, or or read a little bit of it. And and you know, it's kind of I'm kind of curious as to talk about what they talk about the Bible. Um, because normally, if this is going to be mainstream news, they're obviously going to be tearing the Bible to pieces. Um, so go for it, man. Uh, okay. What's this article have to say? I uh, see. In Jordan Peele's uh, Us, Jeremiah eleven eleven quietly explained the film's central meaning. Uh, let's see. It goes on. It says, uh, a breakdown of the theories about the movie's uh, recurring Bible verse. Let's see. Uh, early in Jordan Peele's Us, young – oh, I'm going to butcher these names uh, – Adelaide sees a man holding a sign that says Jeremiah 11.11 on a ripped piece of cardboard just before she runs into her own young doppelganger. The Bible passage then proceeds to become a recurring motif throughout the movie. We see it again when Gabe is watching baseball. The announcer says – uh, we're tied at 11:11. Then Jason points out that the clock in Adelaide's bedroom reads 11:11 p.m. We also suddenly see 11:11 represented in a black flag T-shirt worn by one of Tyler's twins in the form. Oh, oh so I'm, let's see, in the form of four blocks. Um, Let's see. Uh, when Adelaide returns to the Santa Cruz beach as an adult, uh, she sees the same man who held a cardboard sign dead and being pushed into an ambulance. As, P uh, as Peel has explained about us, there's a double meaning to everything. This movie is about duality. That type of duality is represented visually with the mirrored image of 1111. But beyond that, the idea works thematically uh, with us as well. Uh, so let's see, they go on and say, uh, so what does this specific Bible verse mean? The King James Bible verse reads, therefore, thus saith the Lord, behold, I will bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape. And though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. Uh, as one fan of Reddit points out this could be interpreted one of two ways. The evil are the tethered uh, who are coming for mankind, unable to escape. Or the evil is the pointless suffering the tethered have to endure for the sake of humanity. This par parallel interpretation speaks to the theme of duality in the movie, and it's more likely uh, that the latter interpretation is the one worth focusing on. Uh, it helps to know uh, a little context about Jeremiah. Let's see, and it goes into the Encyclopedia Britannica, and 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 then it kind of goes into the the movie of, of this because it talks about the tethered. Uh, let's see if it gives an explanation here. In other words, Jeremiah off, often pro, uh, prophesied certain doom uh, for the worship of false idols. This sounds uh, quite a bit. Like how Adele's doppelganger, Red, believes she's being tested by God to lead the tethered from doom. Jeremiah's uh, narrative 
and the Bible also uh, coincides with the exile of the Jews in Babylon, which sounds similar to the exile of the tethered low ground. So it sounds, uh, from what I've gathered in this movie, is that there's uh, uh, two different, uh, what, what are they, they're cloning, I guess. One's, uh, one's kind of the rich and one's the poor, uh, the tethered being the, the poor. Um, let's see, even though us as a whore and the tethered were portrayed as vicious villains, not once did we see any of Red's family members try to actually kill their counterpart with serious intent. To me, it seemed more like they were playing with them until uh, the very end, knowing very well that they themselves would have to be the ones to die in order to complete God's test. The link between them had to be broken somehow, uh, and thou shall not kill, Right. So I'll stop, I guess, right there. So it, it kind of gives this uh, description of a duality being the 11 and the 11, and, and then gives uh, some information as, as to what they're talking about uh, thematically in the movie here. But uh, was there something here specifically, Matthew, that, no. that caught you or – Oh, you mean the verse? Oh, yeah, the verse no. caught me. But uh, it, what what specifically in this article is the simple fact that they keep referring to these others, the others, as being tethered. And they even call them uh, using a proper pronoun, the tethered. And it screams out to me, the sheep and the goats. And this choice... That we all have this this choice. We all have a choice, Joe. Mm -hmm. um, one thing is for certain uh, pertaining to the Bible and in times Bible prophecy. You're going to either be a part of the uh, well, the shindig, or you're cast into the outer darkness, and and that choice is illicitly on you. Uh, and that's why this verse screams out to us. Um, you know, we'll read it one more time here. Uh, I think you did the uh, KJV, mm -hmm. uh, but we're going to do the New American Standard Bible. Uh, not that one is, you know, better than the other one, but it reads a little bit better for the modern listener uh, to be able to understand Therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I'm bringing a disaster on them which they will not be able to escape. Though they will cry to me, yet I will not listen to them. Joe, i got to get your, your, your take on this verse, because this verse is absolutely not preached from the pulpit. I've, you are not going to hear uh, a preacher in today's church is going to stand up and say that you better, you know, uh, cross your T's and dot your I's because there may come a time when God's not going to hear your prayer. That's what he says. So your thoughts on that idea altogether. Uh, have you heard this before that there, you know, God don't have to listen to your prayers? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? 
Um, this this ties in my mind directly to the Six Seal event or the 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 his day uh, being God the Father. Um, that uh, after that day, after he then basically uh, well sets the earth back upright and and uh, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> After that time, um, well, he, he ba- that's where my mind goes, is that he basically says, I'm, I'm not going to hear your prayers. Um, basically, you've been either uh, given the ride of the eagle's wings, and you know exactly what you're supposed to do in that place, or you're cast into outer darkness. Um, where there's a weeping and a gnashing of teeth. So either way, he said, I'm not going to listen at that time. Well, we certainly have a chapter uh, that you and I, I think, have discussed about before, this this reference in Psalms 32. But mm-hmm. before we go there, let, let me get your take on this. Um, here, impregnated into this verse, and uh, the best way... Uh, for me to relay that information is just to give you my own translation. Here in this verse, the Hebrew phrase is five words long, which they will not be able to escape. That is the alphanumerical integer 1,260, mm-hmm. which is exactly the time in question. <laughs> Either right. you're in the outer darkness or you're not, and that lasts for times time and a half time or 42 months or 1260 days i mean that and that's another thing ladies and gentlemen this is the only biblical chronological time which is defined by three different nomenclatures and yet you don't hear anybody talk about it the only thing you hear them talk about is them escaping this 42 months Comprised of 1,260 days. That's all you... I, I, they, they're out of here before this ever happened. So, Joe, what is your thoughts on the simple fact that Hebrew and the Koine Greek are alphanumerical languages, and people just don't get this? <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, you all know about the Fibonacci number, right? The divine ratio. He is the one that come up with Arabic numerals for the English language. That, ladies and gentlemen, coincided with the Arabs taking over the Temple Mount, by the way. Same time frame, 700s. Uh, Arabic numerals were never in the Bible, God's holy word, not ever. So, when you're taking a look at the text and you realize that they're all numbers as well as letters... And you see this 1,260 days in this threat. It's in this threat. And this threat, which, ladies and gentlemen, is that word, uh, well, which, or uh, some translations say behold, that's actually Asher. That's Asher. That's actually what is stated here. I mean, it literally uh, begins with Asher, which... Like I said, um, your your Strong's is going to give you H 
834 for this, but Joe, your thoughts on everything I just said and how it it pertains. Helps if I turn the mic on. Um, no, I, I was actually looking at that before we got on was uh, the H834, the Asher, uh, being in there. Um, wait, well, <laughs> yeah, in, in the very, almost in the very middle of that uh, uh, verse there. Um, the 1260 and, and, and 42 months uh, definitely coincides with what I was uh, talking about earlier of, of I guess we should expect that. We should expect to see that with this verse, um, that that uh, alphanumeric uh, integer right there, that I think it would be, well, it's perfect. Absolutely flawless. Um, absolutely flawless. But yes, these these five words that make up this phrase does begin with Asher, and you can't get around it. There's no way to circumvent it. And the simple fact that this generation has been taught that, well, they're out of here uh, before these these 42 months begins, that, that this place take, this place is, is in heaven that they're going. Um, mm-hmm. No, that's... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that that seems to be what is readily taught uh, and, and permeated uh, for I don't know how long now that, that teaching um, that, well, at any moment, any second, uh, you're out of here. And it, it, it's interesting that, uh, you know, once again, Hollywood has taken something and uh, – <laughs> From God's holy word, and and put it on, uh, put it out in well, I guess mainstream media, um, just like the the other, uh, well, the other one has has been trying to think of the actor's name that I was I was kind of shocked that he even took part in it. It was um, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage, yeah, and uh, it, it just took a little bit of research to to figure out why that it it had more to do with uh financial despair uh on his part to take different roles and what what not but you know nonetheless there it was um in your face of of here's this teaching once again which to me should be a red flag for for anyone um when when uh uh secular or uh Hollywood gets a hold of of something and promotes it as as much as they have. So, well, concerning the alphanumerical integer, I, you know, I, I have to share something that is going to really throttle everybody. I mentioned that this idea from Jeremiah chapter eleven eleven displayed in this film where God is not going to listen to your prayer. That tale is uh, clearly defined in Psalms chapter 32. And the first two words in that chapter will blow your mind because that alphanumerical integer is 444, which most of you probably realize that 
everybody runs around and states that Jesus' name alphanumerically is 888. That's half of that. But more importantly, that alphanumerical integer refers to Lador Vador, which is a code word in the scriptures, much like, uh, well, the Hebrew phrase Tahu Bohu, uh, or Tohu Bohu, all depending on who you get to uh, pronounce it for you. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, this means from age to age. That's how uh, Psalm 32 starts out, the very first two words there in that chapter. Um, contain that, the alphanumerical integer 40 uh, or 444. So uh, I did quite a lot of extensive research on this particular phrase because it refers to the very time in question. Um, you have to realize that most translations won't even give you two words when they do. It's generation, but that's not what door is. It means revolution. And it's used... Uh, usually in translations from generation to generation, but that's not at all what it means. In reference to generation, it means a patriarch around which whose immediate family member revolves, the specific human genome that the family members revolve around. When it is in reference to a domicile, it, it means to be heat, which is the place around which the family life revolves. So it door means a revolution, a circle, a, a, a turning. So you have to realize that God is telling you there's two different ages. And you're in an age right now, and you're going to be in a wholly different age, an age that's been, well, recycled, as the Lord Jesus Christ the King plainly told you didn't have a problem telling you, you're going back to the days of Noah. And that means something, that there is an days of Noah age, and there is a different age, or the age you're in right now, which is, everybody knows, it's 365 days of 24 hours. Um, this very chapter, chapter 32 of the Psalms, screams out as to why... Uh, he's not going to listen to your prayers. And uh, let me read that particular verse, um, Psalms 32 and verse 6. Therefore, let everyone who is godly pray to you in a time when you may be found. Surely in a flood of great waters, they will not reach him. And, you know, maybe we ought to take a read of that whole chapter, Joe, because it, it's only 11 verses. Here we go again with the you know eleven. Uh, mm -hmm. Your thoughts uh, on thirty two six? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, wow, I, I think it's it's a direct echo of Jeremiah eleven eleven, um, but it also adds in. Uh, well, in my mind, uh, Karaz rebellion as well. Um, Surely in a flood of great waters, they will not reach him. Um, yeah, I, I think it's 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 a direct echo also with, uh, I guess, the cherry on top. How does that sound? Definitely. That is, well, in reference to uh, what I said about the word door 
Uh, it mm. means to revolve. Yeah, and that's what it means in reference to uh, a house or an estate. Uh, you know, when you pile something up, it has a peak, um, and that peak is a center point around an axis where everything else falls evenly due to gravity. Mm-hmm. Uh, that representation, the cherry on top, that's perfect. That is absolutely perfect. You know, this – it pains me that, that people don't know things about – you know, this phrase, la dor vedor. Uh, it's in codation to the scriptures. How many times it's there? Uh, but this reference to this this time. And ladies and gentlemen, you know, this entire movie, it, from what I gathered – the doppelgangers are all wearing these red jumpsuits, and you see this uh, gentleman described with a sign with Jeremiah eleven eleven, and then later uh, you see him uh, with the red jumpsuit on, and he this time he's wearing well very filthy garments covering up the red jumpsuit. It's your choice. Now, everybody knows what happened around Corral's Rebellion. Everybody had a choice. Everybody's also got the choice to either be cast into the outer darkness or get their garments ready. That's what the Bible says, uh, to prepare your garments. So with that in mind, it just screams out to me, uh, the choice is yours, Joe. It's up to you. It always was up to you. And the you know to to really simplify it uh, to give a cliff notes thumbnail sketch, basically the Ten Commandments and the Beatitudes. Uh, that's really all I can say. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only thing that comes to my mind uh, whenever I I think about this choice. And you know, what do the goats cry out to God? Uh, you know, you have the great separation there, the sheep from the goats. No doubt about it. He's not talking about any wicked people there, is he, Joe? No. Okay, so you need to come to grips with that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, in the separation of the sheep from the goats, they're both in his flock. And you never thought that meant anything. Oh, it means something. It means the choice is yours. It's 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 yours. The choice is yours. You act how you want to act. Nobody's going to stop you. Nobody's going to force you. So this prevailing theme is just, uh, well, you know, let's uh, let's go ahead and read uh, Psalms chapter 32. And, and let me say that one more time. This chapter, the first two words, Psalm of David is the alphanumerical integer for Lador Vador in the New American Standard Bible. A psalm of David Emaskil. How blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent about my sin, my body wasted away through my groaning all day 
long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. Just, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I have to break right here. Now, now I, I know I shouldn't do this. I know I shouldn't interrupt God's word this way. But, ladies and gentlemen, he is really telling you some very prophetic things. Uh, through my groaning all day long. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a dividing of time. What he prophetically tells you is, well, he first states the 1,290 days. Then he, he gives you the strange integer of 1335, which is 45 days. You're going to a place where one-third of the day and one-third of the night is struck. Now, this is the only time in the Bible that is given three different nomenclatures. Times, time, and a half time, 42 months, 1,260 days. And can I ask you something, ladies and gentlemen? Why would God do that for a period of time that you're not going to be a part of? I, I just, uh, I mean, I'm quite sure this has something to do with the ominous silence in heaven that lasted for about half an hour. But listen very intently. Well, let's get back to the text. Of what importance does what I have to say have on this text? I'll tell you absolutely none. Verse 4, sorry for the interruption. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was drained away as with the fever heat of summer. Selah. I acknowledge my sin to you and my iniquity I did not hide. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the guilt of my sin? Selah. Therefore, let everyone who is godly pray to you in a time when you may be found surely in a flood of great waters. They will not reach him. You are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. Selah. I will instruct you and teach you in the way which you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Amen, Lord. Amen. I remember. Verse 9. Do not be as a horse or a mule which have no understanding, whose trappings include bit and bridle to hold them in check. Otherwise, they will not come near to you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord, loving kindness shall surround him. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous ones, and shout for joy all who are upright in heart. Joe, who on, this, who on earth is this talking about? Is this talking about Christianity as defined by the sheep and the goats? Your thoughts? Oh, goodness. Uh, uh, the sheep and the goats. You, you know, when I, when I look at, uh, at 32.5, um, and then it, you keep on going down, it... it, it you know, it, it seems like the the dividing line is at thirty two six, and then 
after thirty two six it's it seems like it's it's all about well the sheep and then it gives one more warning in thirty two nine and thirty two ten it basically is it's almost like it's done you know uh, many are the sorrows of the wicked um and then eleven you know it's it's complete uh it, it, that's that's kind of what pops out in my mind oh all over the place and i loved how mm-hmm. how many times he put in here the word surround or to go around mhm um it just pops out at you uh more times uh than one uh, verse 7 you surround me in lieu of this word door uh verse 10 shall surround him it's just all over the place but Verse 11 screams out the new songs, Joe. It just screams mm-hmm. out the new song. You know, the the two groups, both of the groups of 144,000 sing songs. And uh, it, it just, you can't get away from it that the threats are leveled at the goats and everything good is surrounding the sheep. No doubt about it, but... Um, well, verse 11, you who are upright in heart, all right, that is in dire contrast to, well, how the first verse, first verses puts it. Ladies and gentlemen, just because you confess your sins doesn't mean you have an upright heart. Oh, no, that's up to you. Verse 6, let everyone who is godly... Who is godly, Joe? I'll tell you who's godly. He who has repented of their sins and then at least follow the Ten Commandments and exhibit the Beatitudes. I would think at the very least. Would you? Yes, sir. So, you know, this this ominous threat here... Um, Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, my goodness. You have several Salah moments here, by the way. Mm-hmm. But, ladies and gentlemen, this, like I stated, this this begins with the 444 sequence of La Dor Vedor. Man. Um, you know, let's, let's read these two verses back to back again. Therefore, let everyone who is godly. Pray to you in a time when you may be found, surely in a flood of great waters, they will not reach him. Now think about that. Now, this movie, over and over and over and over and over again, magnifies Jeremiah chapter 11, verse 11. And that is the answer to this equation. Therefore, thus says the Lord, behold, I am bringing a disaster on them which they will not be able to escape. Though they will cry to me, I will not listen to them. Right there. Beginning with the proper name for Asher. Ah, yes. The Assyrian false prophet. Encoded in five simple Hebrew integers, 1,260. It's enough to blow my mind. It's literally enough to blow my mind. But usually, you know, you have this... Uh, 
eschatological fantasy always a play in the news. They just use that term over and over and over, much like you mentioned that this, this movie that uh, Nicolas Cage uh, participated in. But this movie does something completely different. It magnifies Jeremiah 11.11. I, I don't even know what to think about that. Joe, your thoughts. Um, why would the entertainment industry do this? That's a really good question. Uh, I was thinking about that uh, when you pointed this out. Of, I was expecting – when I started reading the article, I was expecting something different. I was expecting uh, to completely bash and uh, – you know, I got through a couple of articles, and I just wasn't finding that. I was finding actually um, intrigue more than anything. Uh, so I thought that was quite interesting. Uh, it almost seems that they're, uh, you, you know, coming from Hollywood, it, it's 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 almost a double-edged sword uh, because it is fake and it is, you know, it's it's fantasy. So it always makes me. Uh, concerned when they do something like that, of putting it out there, uh, even though it's the absolute truth. But in your mind, you you know it's already been put there that well, it's Hollywood and it's fake, or it's fantasy. Um. So it's it's this kind of almost a duality within even that thought process of, of what were they trying to accomplish here. But I, I haven't. You know, I, I don't know exactly, I guess, the short answer of, of why they're uh, doing this. And uh, I would have to say, you know, just looking across other headlines, it's, uh, maybe it has to do something with that timing as well. Of uh, Just uh, in my own county, um, you know, I'm I blown away by the, the very strange weather phenomenon that we keep you know, increasing. But in my own county where I live, we've already experienced i think it's we're up to five uh tornadoes uh and we're not even into tornado season so um yeah i would i would definitely say more more or less uh, something to do with timing well you've got major problems there because you're not in tornado alley bubba mm, no no joe you're you're not in tornado alley you are on the eastern slopes of the Rockies, um, mm. so I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Five tornadoes. I have, uh, ladies and gentlemen. There is a time when yes, everything's normal. Lay down, roll over, go back to sleep. Just don't cut it. Okay, don't be misled. Joe is not in Oklahoma. Okay, he he is nowhere remotely close to Tornado Alley. And I don't even – I mean I'm having a hard time swallowing what he just said. Joe, let me get that straight. You're saying that in your area you've had five tornadoes as of April the 6th? Yep. Yep, five five that have uh, – very small. Um, on the eastern plain, uh, this particular county is the largest county in my state. So it's a very uh, large uh, piece of land. Um, but still, uh, it's known for getting very small ones um, out here, but not this early and not that many already. Um, it's 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 off the charts, really. Well, yeah. Um, 
And I'm glad you said that because, you know, when you bring up verse 8 of Psalm 32, I'll instruct you and teach you in the way which you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Ah, yes. Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen. The apple of his eye. The center of creation. The event horizon. Uh... I don't know why you're saying that triggered that, but I, I had to say something about this, this special place at the center of time. Uh, mm. And the simple fact that that's where his eyes going to be upon you. Um, and he's going to do exactly what he did to uh, the children of Israel during the 40 years of wandering. Um, but uh, absolutely off the charts. So this little speck of ground you're talking about. That's not in Tornado Alley. Has mm -hmm. already had five tornadoes. That's uh, that's beyond the pale. Right. I mean, things aren't normal. I don't care what they say. It, it, it's it's way beyond that at this point. But what really bothers me is that whenever they talk about this uh, cunningly devised fable in the news, accompanying. That is Bible bashing. I mean, you and I cover this a lot, and, and, and every time in those articles, they bash the Bible. Mm -hmm. These articles are the exact opposite, Joe. Yep. They all talk about Jeremiah 11.11, but it's all in completely positive context. They never bash the Bible in these articles. Did that catch your attention? Yeah, it did. So... I don't even know what what to say about that. Uh, something is not right here. Something is just not too palatable to me. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I was expecting at least one sentence bashing the Bible, uh, especially in – I mean, Joe, do you know the history – of Esquire magazine uh, having with talking about the Bible, uh, it's never good. Do you understand? Never. It's 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 never good. Right. Except in this one instance. I yeah. Mean, I mean, not... That's just red flags to me. How about you? Yeah, for sure. So this is pretty interesting. This this. This whole theme there and this 1,260 integer in this very verse that, you know, Joe, I'm, I'm pretty sure that most people are going to be shocked to even learn that. That, well, what do you mean the 1,000? And then they'll get curious and go look up, you know, all those verses about the times, time and a half times, the, the 42 months, the 1,260 days. I'm, I'm sure they're scrambling to... To look into that, well, what is this? What did the producers of this movie know? Mm -hmm. And you know, I've stated this many times, ladies and gentlemen. If you think that the Kabbalists are not involved with Hollywood, you're grossly mistaken. I mean, they're queen, right? Their queen, the, how did she put it? 
Ah, yes, like a virgin. Yeah, that one. Mm. The supreme harlot of the entertainment industry. Ah, yes. She studies Kabbalah. Uh, That alone should get everybody's attention, Joe. Yep. And uh, it just bothers me that for this one time, they calculated. And the issue must have went forth. Do not bash God's word in these press releases. It's obvious because I looked and looked and looked and everyone I went to didn't say one bad thing about not only Jeremiah chapter 11, but the book of Jeremiah or the prophets or the Old Testament or the Bible itself. I didn't say any bad thing about it. And it just, it makes you wonder if they know this is getting close. Mm-hmm. I mean, things just aren't right, Joe. <laughs> I mean, things just aren't right. Um, and it doesn't really matter where you look, um, whether it's the weather, the environment, uh, the animal kingdom. Everything's getting throttled, it seems to me. Your your thoughts on that, Joe? Do, do you think that everybody is pretty well aware that things are being throttled in creation or not? What's your thoughts? You know, that's, that actually is frustrating. Um, I will try and start conversations on, uh, on just, you know, various topics, you know, just, just even bringing up the fact that we, you know, (laughs) experiencing the weather that we're experiencing. and, And it's, it's, it's mind blowing to me. I've lived where I've lived, uh, at least in this state, my whole life. Uh, I have an understanding of what uh, what I would consider normal is, and it's been anything but normal. Um, I, I, you know, I, I brought up the concern with the the flooding uh, in in some of our major grain states and in, in, in corn, as far as uh, Nebraska and, and Iowa. And uh, and and the severe damage that was done, and that's that's our food. Um, that you know, uh, oh my goodness. Uh, so you know, I, I brought up topics with others uh, in passing, and and it, to them, it's just it is what it is, or no big deal. Uh, I, I found uh, it's been disheartening. I found very few that are are really concerned. Uh, about it, or that are looking around, going, "This, this, this ain't, this isn't right." Um, just the weather patterns alone uh, have just been uh, mind blowing to me. Uh, uh, you know, I know we discussed on on this show, if not other shows, that meteorologists are pretty much clueless right now. They they have uh, no way to really predict. The weather. Um, I remember as a child that was uh, an art form, and and now it's anyone's guess what is going to happen. Um, so it, it, it seems that, uh, well, you know, uh, <laughs> um, oh my goodness, it just it, it just seems that we're moving towards something, and I, I think that that's the underlying factor that most people would agree, and some don't but when you when i bring up certain topics it's 
maybe it's too frightening and I, I try not to come across too overbearing or I, I try and just bring it up as lightly just, just to see uh, what, what uh, others are thinking. But maybe it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's sometimes uh, quite disheartening to even talk about some of those things. Yeah. It, it really is sometimes very disheartening to, uh, to talk about such things. It, it just, you know, reminds me of Snagglepuss. Um, you know, everything's okay because, well, we're going to get out of here and exit stage left, right? Mm. I mean, that's what Snagglepuss always stated. And, you know, I remember one time in uh, youth group, everybody discussing about what heavens to Murgatroyd was. That's another thing that Snagglepuss would say, heavens to Murgatroyd. Right. And nobody knew what it was. No, nobody really had any idea what he was talking about because, you know, and I always think of everything biblically, Joe. Mm-hmm. And that's what it reminds me of, uh, this exit stage left. Uh, there's nothing more than well, a fantasy, uh, this cunningly devised fable. And they must think they're going to be will-o'-the-wisp away to Murgatroyd. I don't, I don't know. Um, but here, man, uh, let me force feed you this one, ladies and gentlemen. You don't have to like it. It was all over the news that the Equinox, well, that was on March 20th, right? No, no, it wasn't. It was the 17th. It was three days before that. That was when the daylight hours was uh, 11 hours and 59 minutes. And the very next day, of course, it was longer. It was 12 hours and two minutes. So the equinox was on the 17th. I don't care what they told you in the news. It was three days off. And you can just swallow it because that's that's just a fact. Now, I understand that um, this must play at least a part in this reason why you just keep saying everything's normal. Lay down, roll over, go back to sleep. Everything's okay. Everything's normal. Now, what? In Colorado, you have five tornadoes in one county. Um... Before April's really even had a chance to get started yet, it's all right. It's okay. It's normal. Because, well, heavens to Murgatroyd, exit stage left. Really? You know, I don't know. I mean, that's just, that's just what it seems like to me. Joe, your thoughts? Mm. Thoughts. Um, goodness. Uh, I... I you know, one of my thoughts was is is uh, is if if somehow sports were uh, wiped off, or not in a you know, I wouldn't want, I would not wish any will, ill will towards anyone, but just uh, if the television network were were shut off or, or whatever, or they're just something, uh, we just didn't have the sports or the distraction maybe then maybe maybe that would be the thing when people would i i don't know i don't know i'm i'm yeah i'm blown away and i i, I have 
very few people that I can talk to, you know, uh, about these these different situations that are to me just mind blowing. I I can't keep up with the news. Uh, it's every single day there is something that is in your face telling you that we're heading towards something. Uh, something huge, something big. Um, you know, I, I don't know how we can sustain. Uh, I don't know. To, to me, the mentality that you know we're twenty-two, just you know, from a financial standpoint, twenty-two trillion dollars in debt, and and it seems like people we just kind of shrug our shoulders and say, oh well. Uh, to me, at some point, all these things have to add up to something. So, yeah, we cannot sustain the debt that this country has accrued. There's there's no way that we can do what we can't continue on the way we're continuing on. We just can't. Um, uh, you know, the, the suicide rate is is insane. It's 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 doubling if not quadrupling in in, in numbers. Uh, from from last year to this year, and we haven't even got very far into this year. Um, like I said, I cannot keep up with the amount of data that's being poured out. That to me is just red flag after red flag, and yet I can't start a conversation. Um, or it's it's just well, it'll be okay. It'll be okay, and and either the person. Or persons don't it's too much and they don't want to look at it or their mind is fixed on the fantasy that they're well they have an escape that they're getting out of here and, and I guess what, what did you call it Mur- Murgatroyd or, or whatever uh, I guess yeah. that's where they're going well so, you, you do remember that from Snagglepuss right or was that before I your have, time no I have not heard that in years so I, I was like well, I've when you said that, I was like, wow, I, I forgot about that one. Well, you know what that means, don't you, Murgatroyd? It was uh, 1371, a constable was appointed uh, to a post in Yorkshire, and he took on the name Johannes Morgate Royd. Mm. Which, what that means is, is the Morgate to Royd is a district he was over. I hope everybody knows what a moor is, ladies and gentlemen. A moor is a type of upland area in temperate grasslands, savannah and shrublands, and montane grasslands characterized by low-growing vegetation vegetation on acidic soils. It's a wilderness, you knuckleheads. Murgatroyd means the Moorgate Road. That's what it means. That's what Murgatroyd means. And Snagglepuss was literally saying, exit to the wilderness. And, and you know, why am I telling you this? Well, because uh-huh. I go to a Christian of institution of higher learning, right, Joe? And... Uh, well, I'm there in a dormitory, and, uh, you know, get all moved in, and then all the Christian ministry majors on my entire floor, they all jump right into the topic of a cunningly devised fable. And it just so happened that on the TV there, in the 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 day room, 
uh, they called it a day room in the dorm, you know, all the, you know, the big living room type, you know, in the dorm. <clears throat> because there was a bunch of rooms where the college students, you know, lived. And right there on the TV, you know, Snagglepuss was playing. Mm -hmm. And this is what got them to talking about it. I'm looking around at all these knuckleheads. and So somebody asked me, what what does Murkatroyd mean? And I said, well, I guess I really don't know. But they didn't realize I'm sitting there thinking to myself, I, I didn't spend my childhood watching cartoons either. Uh, so anyway, that's what got me on the trail of it. Uh, to find out exactly what that term meant. And, uh, you know, it's actually an English surname. That's where the English surname Murgatroyd comes from. It means uh, it's in honor of this constable that, that, that was appointed to that district. So he took on the name uh, Johannes Morgate Royd. So, you know, <laughs> that's that's what it is. And people don't know in America what a moor is. They don't know that's a that's a wilderness, low lying, at altitude grasslands, uh, due to the simple fact that it's very acidic uh, soil. It's a wilderness. Um, there happens to be three nationally recognized wildernesses in my very state, so I'm greatly familiar with 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 what it is. But, ladies and gentlemen. I, I just don't you know, I just don't know how to tell you that there is not going to be any exit stage left. The sheep and the goats are right there together. Um they are physically the same place. Um that whole thought is derived from Isaiah chapter fourteen. It always was. It has no other event horizon in the scripture, so you know, Joe, if you have that thought in mind, of course everything's normal. Everything's going to be normal. Nothing is going to be abnormal until they exit stage left. And they go straight heavens to Murgatroyd. Uh, and, you know, Snagglepuss was a part of the Yogi Bear show, and he really... You know, Yogi Bear was definitely not an average bear. And, you know, it's it's discouraging to have to talk about cartoons. Um, but, obviously, something is not right, Joe. Um, and they just don't want to hear it. Um, really, all they're wanting to hear about is what's coming out of the trumpeteer's mouth, really. Um mm -hmm. Mm. Which I really don't understand because I swear to God, I swear before the Lord my God, all these people said we weren't going to have another president. They all swore that the last president was going to uh, seize control for a third term, right? I remember that. Okay. Uh, martial law was going to be declared, right? And he was going to... Just take over for another third term. I know that's what they said, or or am I not remembering things correctly, Joe? I lost track how many times they said that. So we're in uncharted territory, and all that's just like will-o'-the-wisp away. No memory of that. Mm -mm. That they all said that 
uh, Barak was Hebrew for lightning, and oh, he was the Antichrist, and then he got, uh, I think he got also, he got put in a position somewhere at the UN, like he was the UN head of the Security Council or something, so that many was the Antichrist too. Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of went away. Yep. So they jumped off that bandwagon, but they must have, you know, the tracks must have been right beside each other. And uh, as the bandwagon was going the other way, they jumped on it. And now it's all positive. Uh, I don't even know what to make of that. Uh, your thoughts, Joe? I don't know what to make of that. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's it's just jumping, it, well, <laughs> I guess he says our past will be made straight. So um, if you're, Dodging left, dodging right. I guess you've missed it. <laughs> you did not say that. <laughs> dodging left or right, you missed it. Uh, that's pretty classic. Well, Joe, let's let's wrap this up. We're at the top of the hour, maybe a little bit past. I'm not sure, but uh, to me, it's disturbing that all of a sudden we have Jeremiah eleven eleven incorporated into the entertainment industry in a purely positive light. Um, mm-hmm. That that just bothers me. So your closing thoughts and uh, your plans uh, for future ministry. Uh, what are you going to be doing here shortly, um, coming up, whatever? Oh, goodness. Um, let's see. Uh, my thoughts on this one, I, I like you said, I it, I thought that was very odd that, uh, well, they didn't bash uh, any. It, that was very very odd. I kept looking for that throughout that article and and, and one other, and, and it seemed like they were uh, very good about well tiptoeing around uh, anything negative. Um, so yeah, very strange indeed. Um, very strange that that's in that movie. Uh, and, and like I, you know, my thoughts would be that it, it, it has to do well. It's all about timing, in, in my perspective. Uh, as far as what I'm going to be doing, um, trying to help uh, locally uh, is has been uh, taking up. Uh, quite a bit of my time uh, after hours after work right now, but we're kind of finishing up with some uh, construction and, and different things there, uh, as well as uh, some very long <laughs> hours at my place of business. But anyways, uh, I do want to, uh, I will, let's just put it that way, um, get some more episodes out of uh, a cup with Joe as well as continue on with some arc building as well on on, uh, on another uh, show. So uh, we'll be getting those out. Uh, that's what I got going on. All right. Very cool. Very cool. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I've been quite busy myself. Been really taxed uh, this winter. Um, I've been throttled. But that's all right. The Lord's testing come and goes as he sees fits. And to that end, I am extremely thankful. 
Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, God bless. Godspeed.